golly, what a day. What a day. We've got we've got James Lindsay on. Now, normally James is here and he's like Marxism. It's everywhere. We're all going to die. Um, he's the only guy that can bum me out. You know what I mean? I usually can bum everybody else out. But when I need to be bummed out, I call James Lindsay because I respect him so much. He really knows he's 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 a mathematician. So he's done all the math and all the work. Um, but he is actually coming on today because he's found a little rainbow uh, of 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 happiness. And he found it in Vermont. Now. I don't even begin to understand that. But James Lindsay is here uh, to discuss the happy warrior and the rainbow that he did find uh, up in Vermont. That's coming up in just a second. Stand by. I know you're already in the fight for your life with your kids and the school and the gas prices and everything else, but are you in the fight for America? We all have to be there. We are all in it one way or another, even if we choose, I'm not going to fight. I'm going to sit this one out. You're, 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 you've picked a side. So it's kind of a bummer when you look at things, and James Lindsay is... I mean, he is a mathematician by profession. One of the brightest men I know. And um, when he says something, you know, it's like, oh, crap, James. Because you know he's done all the math on it. You know, he can show you the work. He's on because he said something bizarre the other day. Glenn, I'm really optimistic. You what? What? He's found optimism in Vermont. He'll explain in 60 seconds. Look, we have to teach our kids the things that are truly being lost. And one of those things is uh, risk. How are we going to be a capitalist society if everybody is so risk tolerant where n- nobody can ever get hurt? Nobody could ever lose that that you can't start a business. You would have you wouldn't have the guts to start a bit because businesses are scary to start. There's a ton of risk. Well, that's just one of the things that our kids need to know. And there is a great book that is out right now. Going to give it to you for free. It's Tuttle Twins and their spectacular show business. It's a business book for kids, and it is really, really easy to read 
and it will open up your kids' minds. It really will. Every grandparent, every parent should have this for their kids or grandkids. You can get it for free. Just pay for the cost of shipping for the Tuttle Twins and their spectacular show business at TuttleTwinsBeck.com. That's TuttleTwinsBeck.com. James Lindsay, an optimist? What happened to you, man? What happened? Well, I'm always a bit of an optimist, but I've been getting around. You know, I go to, I've been to 40 states now, Glenn, mm-hmm. talking about communism, trying to take over America. And, you know, you think you're going to go to one of these ruby red states like Oklahoma, or you're going to go to one of these ruby red states like Idaho or Utah and come away supercharged with the energy, and it's there. But, man, I went to Vermont, cobalt blue Vermont, and what I saw was people, real people, who are awake who are digging in, who realize they might lose their state or they already almost have, they might lose their country and that they are ready to fight. And they told me you can't be negative. And I listened to them and I believed them. Now, uh, tell me, like, what did you experience exactly when you say ready to fight? What do you mean? I mean, they're ready to show up, go knock doors, get people out. They said that Vermont has been one of the reddest states in the country up until about 20, 30 years ago. And all those conservatives still live there. They all off in the woods. They all went to sleep and they let the college students who were allowed to vote kind of take over their political system and turned it into this super progressive nightmare. But now you can't ignore the nightmare. So they're ready to get out, knock doors, show up and vote and see if they can't turn Vermont back red. So are you meeting people that were blue that are now turning red themselves? Some, yeah. Actually, what I met primarily, I I met with a small group called Vermont Grassroots, and we did a number of events across the small state. And at some of these, you know, I met people who were, were, you know, old school conservatives. I met people who are Democrats in, in Vermont who said, you know, I don't know why I'm voting Democrat anymore. As a matter of fact, the Democrats don't represent me. They don't represent America. Something's got to change. And when you hear that in a state like Vermont, you think, wow, something's happening in this country. Something is really happening here. And then they said, listen, this is a movement. If we're going to turn Vermont over, if we're going to turn this country back over, we need a movement. And what, what brings people to a movement is positivity. It's yes. believing that it can be done. It's yes. that hope that we can get through this. Yes. Uh, and that is in short supply. So where did you, how do you find the hope? Because honestly, James, when you were here last time, we had some conversations that were like, no way out, no way out. I mean, we were looking at how far ahead. It is brilliant the way the left has played this on a global scale. Um, and they, they, you feel pretty boxed in. So how are you changing this in your day-to-day life? Well, I mean, first of all, I'm just trying to keep my head up. I'm not denying the fact that this year, I think, is going to be a rough year. But I think it's also going to be their undoing. And knowing that we are on the – like, we've got the the spirit of 76, they used to call it, or the cause of liberty is awake again. People are realizing that when Benjamin Franklin said it's a republic if you can keep it, that that wasn't just idle talk. You actually do have to do something. And people are doing something. Parents are organizing all across the country, state by state. 
also just left D.C., which is a wonderful city, as we all know. And <laughs> I met with uh, parents from all over the country who came together there to meet, to share ideas, to get together. And they were just as positive and energized as anybody I've ever seen. And the message that they had was just like in Vermont. We're going to take this country back. We're going to push these people out. And I'll tell you, late last night, I couldn't sleep. And I was looking on the, the phone and somebody sent me a video of Klaus Schwab talking over here at the World Economic Forum Davos right. meeting right now. Yeah. And he's spazzing out. You can tell the guy is stressed out. His whole program is coming apart. They say they're trying to regain trust. And then they even say we have to regain trust with each other, the elites, because nobody trusts them anymore. And this means that we are at a we're I mean, they tried a revolution and we're at a true revolutionary moment where we can turn this country back around. Yeah, they, they really planned on things being, uh, people being docile. Uh, I don't know if it was their arrogance that they thought everybody would just agree with them or go along, or if they thought they were so far ahead that nothing could go wrong. But, you know, just on the Great Reset, it's not a conspiracy uh, anymore. There are The people who know about it, and that's now over 50%, are in the 60s to 70% lockstep against it. Uh, and that's on, the, uh, that's on the left, not just the right. Uh, so it, it, is, it is falling apart, and that is really good news. Yeah, I have to tell you, all through Vermont also, they pointed me to one thing that's positive after another. They pointed me just to a, uh, a court of appeals case where a professor, uh, Nick Merriweather, ends up getting a ruling that he doesn't have to acknowledge somebody's gender, gender identity because he can't be compelled, his pronouns or whatever, because he can't be compelled to uphold an ideology. They point out a case where the Black Lives Matter and the gay and the trans flags are being flown, and a Christian group says, well, we want to fly, fly the Christian flag. They're told no, and the Supreme Court rules 9-0. to zero. Even this court, 9-0 to zero, rules, that's a violation of free speech. And then what happened was schools across Vermont that were flying those same flags took them down. So if schools in Vermont realize that they can't get away with it anymore, something's changing. I was just talking to Ken Paxton and the the uh, the cases that are still yet to come out from the Supreme Court are game changing, truly, truly game changing. Uh, if they if they come out the way everybody kind of thinks they will. Uh, it's not just um, abortion. It is. There's a lot of things. And the courts, I don't know if you've noticed this, James, but the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals has started to make sense. You're like, what? And that's because they had judges changed on it. Things are truly changing structurally. They just aren't showing up yet in mainstream culture. Yeah, I think that's right. I mean, what's happened is this left with their game plan, whether it's like you said, arrogance, whether it's just that they think they're so much smarter than everybody, they have massively overplayed their hand and they have freaked out not just conservatives, but they freaked out a huge base of people who care about having freedom for themselves, their children and their grandchildren going forward. And this is I'm telling you, this is an exciting moment. I don't think this is going to be a comfortable year. But that doesn't mean that this isn't going to be a very exciting change. A very Klaus Schwab said this is a turning point in history, yeah. and I think it is. I think we've been under their thumb a lot longer than we realize, and it's all coming undone for them. I, I want to lay out a scenario uh, for you because, uh, again, I, you're so logical and you're one of the smarter guys that I know. 
Um, I want to lay out a scenario and and get your opinion on uh, uh, a thesis that really I think has become very very clear, at least to me. And 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 tell you what, tell me what you think. Uh, let me do that in sixty seconds. But uh, Stu is here to talk about Genucel. Let me uh, give you uh, instead words from Cynthia, who lives in Arlington, Virginia. She says, after I used Genucel's products, my husband said, you look young. Whatever you're doing is working. He didn't know about the Genucel. I like the texture that it doesn't have too strong of a smell as well. The products are easy to use and fine for my sensitive skin. I've tried expensive products, but Genucel is the best. Summer is right around the corner and Genucel is celebrating early with their summer clearance sale. Right now, you can save over 60% on GenuCell's most popular package at GenuCell.com. You can order today and get GenuCell's dark spot corrector to visibly reduce those pesky dark uh, sunspots for free. Millions of Americans are in love with GenuCell, uh, including uh, family members of mine who who get it all the time and love it, uh, my wife included. Uh, GenuCell guarantees results or your money back. And you can sign up for GenuCell's best-in-class rewards program at checkout for an extra 10% off your order and a complimentary gift set. They're always hooking you up at GenuCell. Go to GenuCell.com slash Beck for 60% off. GenuCell.com slash Beck. If you enter Beck at checkout, you get an extra 20% off. And right now, every most popular package includes GenuCell's immediate effects for results in as little as 12 hours. Go to GenuCell.com slash Beck. It's G-E-N-U-C-E-L.com slash Beck. 10 seconds, station ID. So we're on, uh, we're on with uh, James Lindsay, who has written a must-read book. It is called Race Marxism. He's also the founder of New Discourses, uh, and you can find those at newdiscourses.com. He is feeling optimistic after traveling the uh, the country. James, I, uh, you know, your your background is is math and science. You're very very logical. Um, I and you you know who we are doing battle with. So some things are tying together that um, I think are either, I mean, there's only three categories for each of these. That's either this is what they attended, uh, intended, this result is what they intended. So they either organized it or encouraged it. They knew at the time there was a chance it could go, you know, awry, which is what they wanted. So they encouraged it or or went through or they're surprised by it and i don't think there's much surprise in any of this first of all gas is uh is going to be according to jp morgan we are looking at six dollar and 20 cent gas per gallon by the end of summer and blackouts and we're running out of diesel fuel and it looks like diesel could cost anywhere from you know, six to ten dollars uh, by the end of the summer. Um, this is, I mean, as Biden said yesterday, this is uh, uh, a a great development. Uh, this is something that uh, um, let me let me give you the exact wording he said. Um, when it comes to the gas prices, we're going through an incredible transition that's taking place that God willing, when it's over, will be stronger and the world will be stronger and less reliant on fossil fuels. He, this is intended, correct? 
No, I completely agree that this is intended. And I find my optimism in the fact that people are going to realize as our um, commander in chief keep bumbling through statements like that. Yeah, we're going through a great transition, are we? You know, oh, we're going to become less, less dependent on fossil fuels, are we? So you meant to do this. All this damage, all this stress, all this pain was intentional. And people are going to understand that and they're going to understand it more and more clearly and more and more uh, viscerally. And they're going to say no more. I have always believed in the American people. I've always believed in American ingenuity and I've always believed in the American American people's unwillingness to be messed around with. I used to say, in fact, as you know, I used to be on the other side of this argument five, six years ago. And when when President Trump got elected the first in the 2016, one of the first things I said is he's going to betray the country, because I thought that that was true, was false, but he's going to betray the country. And when he does, people will turn on him and they will never come back. Mm -hmm. And I see that coming. I I think that's happening to the Biden administration and to the entire kind of World Economic Forum Great Reset Order in real time. I agree. Next one is war. We're now talking about the U.N. said yesterday at at the World Economic Forum that the blockade of the Black Sea ports by Russia is itself an act of war because of the massive food shortages that will begin in the next 10 weeks. That if they don't clear those ports, it is an act of war. The food, we knew that they fed, they fed 400 million people worldwide We knew there was going to be a gas shortage. We knew there was going to be a food shortage. Is this laying a plank to just fully go into war? It very well could be. Um, They are definitely rattling that saber over and over and over again. But it's a very interesting situation because, again, the trust is just falling out of the bottom. Every time I see them make these mistakes, as I see them, I actually get a little bit more encouraged. I have no illusions that the next one to two years, or I have no illusions that these are going to be easy or comfortable for most people. I have long-term optimism, and I have the belief that if we take this moment and come together in the name of the cause of liberty, that we have a real chance of seizing it back. The next one is migration. They talked about food that millions, maybe as much as 50 to 100 million people will be starving um, in the next 12 months. Uh, and they said migration is going to be a real problem for stable countries. Africa is going to be set on fire. Um, we have an open border situation. Not a coincidence, is it? I don't think it's a coincidence yeah. at all. Okay. And it's again, it's one of these things where people are going to start putting the pieces together. Um, there's not an easy way out of this. I'm not, again, making that claim. I am saying, however, that they're not nearly as smooth as they thought they were. Things are are now not going their way. There will be force that they're going to apply. There are going to be these changes, but it's going to be very obvious who was behind them and that they meant to do them. It wasn't an accident. It wasn't a bumbling, doddering dotard in the White House that caused this. It was a strategy. It was a plan. And the people who were behind that strategy and that plan very well may be held to some serious account when the tides turn. And I think that the American people will make sure that the tides turn. If Vermont's willing to fight, I think we're all willing to fight. If they're ready to be positive, I think we all have to be positive. What are the big changes you're seeing as you're traveling or the surprises that you're seeing as you're traveling around the country? 
Well, I mean, the, obviously, I was shocked to hear how positive and fired up Vermonters are. I literally, on uh, shameful to myself, the last email I sent to my my assistant as I was flying out was Vermont a, la- a lost cause. And then I get there, and all I see is, you know, maybe they don't have a lot of numbers yet, but the energy is there. The people are fed up, and so big changes like that. But I'm seeing this parents' energy, state after state. It doesn't matter which state it is. It doesn't matter if it's red. It doesn't matter if it's blue. It doesn't matter if it's purple. I'm seeing parents up off the couch, and for every parent up off the couch, there's two grandparents up off the couch, and they are ready to change this. They see that we are at a point in this country where if we don't all get up and do something and we can all do something, then we're going to watch our children be the first generation in this country's history to lose their freedom in a real and measurable way. And they're ready to take back the country for, to protect their kids and their kids' futures. It really is. Um, it really is a case. If we just all stood up and just say, no, no, not doing it, not doing it. Um, it, it changes everything quickly. It sh- we have seen recently, um, even with Disney, we have seen how they are backing up. You're seeing, you know, with BlackRock spooked. BlackRock came out and said, we might be transitioning out of oil uh, too fast. And uh, so we're going to we're going to uh, that that's all from public opinion. That's all from public opinion. That's right. We're seeing big pushbacks against ESG. We're seeing doubt in the ESG measurements. We're seeing them try to reformulate them and to put spackle over the hole in the wall that people have, have noticed is there. Um, just yesterday, there was a big blow up about the, the insurance company State Farm, where they were promoting or had some money going into some kind of a you know young children's book about transition and trans issues for little kids blew up on social media. I think people started saying like a good groomer state farm is there playing off of their jingle. (laughs) And before the end of the day, they flipped it around. They're like, we're not supporting that. We're not giving money to that within a day. And you're seeing company after company start to back off and get, get cagey about these things, realizing, especially after the blow struck to Disney, that um, this isn't going to be something that people are going to put up with and keep putting up with indefinitely like they probably thought that people would. One last thing about uh, Bernie Sanders. We have about 40 seconds. Um, or, or Vermont. Bernie Sanders. Is there is there any kind of recognition from people that you talk to that, well, that might have been a mistake? I have never heard a group of people more mad at a single individual than Vermonters are mad at Bernie Sanders. They blame him for virtually everything. Almost every Vermonter I talk to, whether Democrat or Republican, is mad at Bernie Sanders. Wow. Wow. Quite a quite a change. Thank you so much, James. I appreciate it. James Lindsay, don't give up. Get out. Find local uh, clubs and organizations that are fighting against all of this stuff and join them. And also, make sure you go to newdiscourses.com. The Glenn Back Program. Okay, food shortages are coming. Uh, if you missed um, hour one of the podcast, you'd need to hear it today. Um, this could be a very uh, difficult summer. We're going to make it through, but we all have to keep our head and we all have to be prepared for it. Now, food shortages, they're around the corner. They're already here in some parts of the world. Go to preparewithglenn.com and check out what My Patriot Supply has to offer. 
made a special deal to get $150 off the three-month emergency food kit for this audience. It's long-term storage food, packaged 25 years. Uh, It'll be there when you need it. Having emergency food set aside is like buying an umbrella on a sunny day. Nobody in America, you know, Chinese buy umbrellas on rainy day or on sunny days. We wait for the rain and then they're out. But don't wait until you're going to need it because they'll be out. Preparewithglenn.com. Go there now. Preparewithglenn.com. So much of this is covered in The Great Reset, the new book by Glenn Beck. Pick up your copy today at glennsnewbook.com. So, Stu, uh, are you, uh, you know, you ready for day number three of uh, the World Economic Forum? or? <laughs> I sure am. I mean, how much fun is this? It is my favorite global economic forum. Shut up. Yeah. Shut up. Number one on my list. Huh. Mm -hmm. Huh. Now, uh, we have a clip from World Economic Forum. Here they're just talking about some new technology that's coming. It's going to be very exciting. Fast forward five years. Do we have a central bank digital coin out there in the world that is being utilized on a daily basis, whether it's wholesale or retail, and it becomes a superior system. Francois, yes or no? Uh, We have several experiments which are not very far from that. They're not yet generalized, but they could be, let's say, the next three years, probably. It will go quicker on the wholesale side, I guess, because it raises less sensitive questions. Yes, Axel. No, I'm quite I'm glad to hear what you're saying, uh, Francois, on, on the wholesale uh, digital, currency, uh, digital currency, not mm-hmm. coin. Uh, I am also a believer that will come in five years, yes. What I try to say is obviously, you know, we still have those huge legacy environment. They need to migrate as well, so we will not yet see all the benefits coming through. But it will come and will be much more efficient, uh, also probably much more secure, uh, lowering transaction costs. On the retail side, I'm much more skeptical uh, certainly call it for the, you know, established economies. That's great. That's great. So we got that coming. But they also have something else in store they're very excited about. We're developing through technology an ability for consumers to measure their own carbon footprint. <gasps> what does that mean? That's where are they traveling? How are they traveling? What are they eating? What are they consuming on the platform? Mm. So individual carbon footprint tracker wow stay tuned we don't have it operational yet but this is something that we're working on oh man isn't that exciting we're going to be able to be tracked you know just for our own convenience and we'll know exactly what our carbon footprint is and this this he's the the uh head of uh alibaba which is clearly clearly so much into global warming oh yeah they're leaders I mean, do they ship an almost unlimited stream of junk products all around the globe? Sure, they do. Sure, sure but that's do. that's how you fix global warming. Right, I'm pretty exactly sure. Exactly right. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, it's not their fault. You haven't tracked yourself. Right. 
<laughs> you know, they'll just ship to anybody, assuming you're a responsible human being. Mm. So, uh, you know, it's really exciting is um, the people all around Klaus Schwab. Here's what Klaus Schwab said yesterday um, at the uh, World Economic Forum about the opportunities that they have. The future is not just happening. The future is built by us, by a powerful community as you here in this room. Mm. We have the means to improve the states of the world. But two conditions are necessary. The first one is that we act all as stakeholders mm. of larger communities. Yes. Yes. That we serve not our only self-interests, mm. but we serve the community. Oh. That's what we call stakeholder responsibility. And second, that we collaborate. That we collaborate. And, and, you know, collaborators have always been popular. You know, in France, collaborators were popular. You know, when, when somebody else had the same idea, it was... I don't know. It was what? What? Might be some differences. Of collaborators? Mm. Oh, I think history will remember them. Oh. Uh, exactly the same way, but uh, maybe that's just me. So you also have, um, you also have some, some very important people um, like Yuval Noah Harari, uh, the guy who wrote uh, A Brief History of Humankind. He's fantastic. And he is, a, he is uh, right there at the World Economic Forum helping shape the future that none of us know about, uh, but it'll be shaped by all the people in the in the room, which I think is very, very exciting. Very exciting. Um, he, he, now, uh, Schwab is a guy who says the fourth industrial revolution is here uh, and it's going to lead to the fusion of our physical, biological and digital identities. And I have I've thought to myself ever since I was a little kid, I can't wait to merge with a machine, you know, mm. when you're a little kid, it kind of sounds cool. When you're an adult, maybe, well, maybe you just like to remain human. Yuval and Klaus love it. Mm. Love it. Love it. Now, um, what uh, Harari is uh, talking about is humans 2.0, which I think is is good. Um, he says um, we'll have a new global surveillance system. Uh, established in response to viral pandemics, which they're also taking care of this week, which is good. Um, and it may at first be seen as temporary, but it's going to be, pro I'm quoting, prolonged indefinitely. So there's, I mean, what's the problem with that? Um, you know, transhumanism and global tracking systems. You know, I don't... So he has also uh, talked about the uh, creation of a digital globe ID system, uh, basically a vaccine passport, uh, the creation of uh, digital global money, which both of those are in discussion and uh, beyond the planning stages now this week in Davos. Um, and he says once these two play things are in place, digital money and digital ID for all persons. Global, uh, you know, globalists can proceed with the creation of the, the system on which nothing will happen outside of the global system's knowledge or control. Uh, and you'll be able to be monitored for your own safety 
at all times. You know, if you buy too much storable food, too much gasoline, diesel, too much ammunition, too much alcohol, too much gold, silver, you know, they're just going to ask you about it. You know, they'll probably invite you down and they'll say, hey, what's up? What's up with buying all this stuff? And uh, you'll say, none of your business. And they'll say, come on, let's be a community here. And you go, okay, I think some of the things you're doing is evil. And uh, mm. I'd like to prepare my family in a different way. Your, your score has gone down, sir. Uh, and the good news is you can't take a train anymore. <laughs> as we know, Bank of America just released, uh, you know, their uh, their little app. So you have your personal ESG score. Now, they told us a year ago they're not they're not going to do that for people. This is just for companies. They're mm-hmm. not going to do it for people. Now that they've done it for people. They are certainly telling everybody that will listen to them. They are not going to give that information to some global body or the United States government and then tie your, you know, credit worthiness to that or your credit card. No, they're not going to do that. No, they're not going to do that at all. Mm -hmm. It's fascinating. It shows that we still have work to do on this stuff, though. The fact that Bank of America would still find it appropriate to put that in an advertisement shows that we've got work to do. on Right. Right. Do you expect them to continue to do it? Sure. But just hide it. Sure. <laughs> they shouldn't be telling right. us about this anymore. Right. Mm-hmm. So one of the other guys that uh, is good friends with Klaus Schwab and is really good friends with all of the past and current presidents of France is a guy named Jacques Attali. Um, he is uh, he's wonderful. He is, you know, he studied at uh, you know, the Ivy League of French universities. He's a Ph.D. He's a professor of economics. Uh, he's written like 50 books. And for 45 years, he's been the advisor to all of the presidents. Uh, and it's really exciting. He's currently not only advisor to the president of France, but also the founder, chairman and president of Positive Planet. Uh, which is an organization that is contributing to the United Nations 2030 globalist agenda, which nobody really has a problem with. Um, In his book, The 21st Century Dictionary, published in 1998, Jacques Attali describes a future pandemic to establish a world police force that would eventually become a planetary power. He highlights specific terms, including the word epidemic. In addition, he says, we will take planetary measures of containment, which will briefly question nomadism and democracy. Huh. Huh. That's weird. He says um, the panic, the sheep-like process by which uh, uh, one imitates the other for fear of being marginalized and left behind, is not a malfunction of Western surve- uh, surveillance, but it's it's its very essence. Uh, he says, you know, we're going to want to protect ourselves from disease, and uh, this this prevention will invade our entire existence. So this is, um, hang on, we have a, uh, we have a phone call. Hello? Hello? Yes, hello. Yes, hi, uh, Mr. Beck. Yeah, I was in the middle of something and... I just, I was listening to your program. Yes. And first of all, I wanted to thank the gentleman who said the World Economic Forum is his favorite global economic forum. Right. We agree. Right, okay. It's, it's, it's 
it's a it's the best in, yeah. the, in the globe. Well, it's the only real global economic forum. Economic. That's word number one. Right. Okay. But you mentioned some of the technological advancements we are trying uh-huh. to uh-huh. Uh, to help the world with right now, and you 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 did get some of the story correct, but it was not the the full story. And I wanted to fill in your listeners with with some more detail. Some more detail on yes. some of the uh, technology that is coming. As you know, we're trying to help. Oh, sure. Yeah. The globe is warming, uh, yeah. overpopulation. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And so we are, for example, developing books. Books. That's not a new thing. No, but these books are special. These books, okay. when you read them, they automatically sterilize the reader. And we uh, think that's the type of advancement. Really? We're trying to help. Yeah. Here. Okay, so books that sterilize the reader. Yes. Would the reader know that? Would it be, you know... Hey, this book will sterilize you if you read it, or it's if they read the whole book, they might see it in there. Right, but they'll be sterilized already at right. that point. Okay, so that is that is a All downside, right. but we're working. Right, you're working on maybe a label idea, or we also have um, new democracy building voting machines. Democracy building yes. voting machines. Yes, these yes. these voting machines will assist voters uh-huh. in selecting the proper candidates. Right. Really? So you, let's say, for example, you 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 select the the wrong candidate. We'll make it the right candidate. Wow! You will assisting, yeah, assisting the people. We also have a new variation of hard seltzer we're working on. What? Yes. <laughs> really? Yes. You have the the voting machines that change your vote. You have the books that sterilize, and you're working on a hard seltzer. Yes, white claw, black cherry, monkey pox. We think people are going to love it. What is the name? What is the name of that again? White claw, black cherry, monkey pox. Okay. And this one. Now, some people, and I've heard you make these sort of references where you you make a sound. Evil, devious yes. in some way. Well, evil is probably a- and we have had some ideas on that. I, I'm going to be honest with you. Some of the ideas have crossed that line. Okay, we, not not the ones I've mentioned so far. Right. The monkeypox drink it, is not. It's black cherry monkeypox. Okay, it's delicious. Well, all right, yeah, you will get monkeypox, but right. it is a delicious. <laughs> it's the most delicious way to get monkeypox. <laughs> okay, but all right. we we came up with this idea, and I don't. You're not fully supportive. I don't think we should. We were thinking of trying to develop a social media app that that shows like short videos of people dancing and lip syncing, but we'll have it completely controlled by the Chinese Communist Party. (laughs) (laughs) And we were like, no one's going to go for that. Our uh, sponsor this half hour is American Financing. If you're uh, carrying a balance on your credit card, you're trying to get out of debt, now would be the time to consider a cash-out refi of your mortgage. The Fed is about to raise rates again and again and again, uh, and it's going to cost you more than you're used to. Please, today, take 10 minutes. Just take 10 minutes out of your day and call American Financing. Get a free mortgage review. Here's what's going to happen. As they raise rates, your credit card rates are going to go through the roof. As they raise uh, rates, God forbid you have an adjustable mortgage, your mortgage is going to go through the roof. But also, you lose the money because your house is going to decrease in value as people aren't buying houses. That's the way the free market works. 
with an exception of the Fed is screwing with it. Um, your your value of your house is going to go down. Don't lose the money that's on the table now if you can use that money to pay down a high interest credit card debt. It's much better to have credit card debt at 5% so you could pay it off than a compounding 19 or 20%. And that's already here. Please call American Financing at 800-906-2440. 800-906-2440. It's AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, NMLS, 182334. www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Stay informed. Sign up for the free newsletter today at glennbeck.com. I'll play a couple of pieces of uh, audio. First of all, cut one from NBC. Listen to this. Tonight, with the midterm election season heating up, tensions are mounting inside the Democratic Party and White House with a growing cascade of crises, including the president's handling of border policy, soaring inflation and fears of a recession. Hmm. Yeah, left out the 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 war and the and the food shortages. Anyway, um. Here is uh, the economic advisor, Brian Deese, for the president on uh, the, you know, the reasons why you're paying so much at the gas pump. The release of the Strategic Petroleum Reserve and galvanizing others to release, I think, certainly has had an impact on blunting uh, the no. price run up in oil. Uh, we do have real tightness in refinery capacity. Part of that is here in the United States. The private sector uh, shuttered and, and took down a lot of refinery capacity last year. And huh. so uh, we're, we're, we're needing them to build that back up. Uh, but the yeah. thing that we can do right now is focus on both how can we increase supply? It's important to continue to focus on how to increase supply Uh of oil uh, but also particularly in this refined product environment yeah so uh Stu, how i mean how do they get those oil companies just to open up those refineries this is the glenn back program